Welcome in to From the Sidelines with Jessica and Brienne, where we talk all things sports and our lives in the sports industry. Episode three, and we're back. It's been a while, but we are still here. (laughs) We're still around. Yeah. So since we lasted a podcast, our lives have kind of been crazy, um, to say the least. As you guys know, Matt and I were in Arizona for spring training. He got hurt his last day at big league camp, which I guess was right around the time we actually did um, the last podcast when we were talking to JP. But, and so, he was scheduled to be, he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't going to break camp, but he was scheduled to be back, and we were going to Oklahoma City, AAA for the Dodgers, and he only had a week left of rehab, so we decided, since our lease was up in Arizona, that we were just going to, I was just going to go ahead and go, he was going to stay back in Arizona, finish his rehab, I moved everything with the U-Haul trailer to from Arizona to Oklahoma City, I was super nervous about it. Not like driving by myself. I've done that plenty of times. It was just the U-Haul trailer that kind of threw me for a loop, and I was really nervous about it. But it went super smooth. I didn't have any problems at all. I, I couldn't believe how well it went, which was a good thing. And then we got to Oklahoma City, and one of our roommates helped me unload some of the bigger things in our apartment. And so everything was good on that end. And then um, I started my job. So I work at Lululemon and they just transferred me from the Arizona store to the Oklahoma City store, which worked out great because trying to find a job when I'm like, hey, I'm here today, but I couldn't be here tomorrow usually doesn't work out (laughs) in my favor. And so all of that worked out fine. But then Matt got hurt again. So then we were kind of like scrambling on, did we make the right decision? Was this the right thing to do? But again, we didn't really have much of a choice because even when Matt's ready there, he wouldn't have been able to drive with me. They're just going to fly him out to wherever the team is or fly him out to Oklahoma City. Um, So, I mean, that was really the only option we had. But now I'm actually back out in Arizona with Matt, um, just spending some time with him. I actually took this week off because the team was supposed to be in Memphis, which is close to where we're from. So I was just going to go to that away series. And then my cousin is getting married next weekend. Um, So it just kind of worked out that I was able to come back out here. But yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on with us. And it's been a little crazy and trying to get everything settled and then him getting hurt again. Yeah, it's been a little crazy, but that's kind of of catching you guys. Yeah, really life of a minor leaguer. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you would move without him, you know, all of that. Even, like, girls that are in the game that I thought would, you know, kind of understand it. But, you know, and they're still – which I understand. Like, yeah, I probably am a little crazy. But <laughs> a lot of it is, like, just trying to make the best decision for you and, like, your family and what you think is best. And, like, for us, mm-hmm. there were just so many factors. Our lease was up. I was actually starting my job because my transfer was going over at the beginning of April. We already had an apartment. We already had roommates. Like, all of these things were already lined up, and there was no way we could have known that Matt was going to have a setback and, you know, was going to be out here for longer than expected. So, just kind of had to take that 
into consideration. But yes, definitely. Those are the things. My dad, whenever he found out, he didn't find out that I was doing it all by myself until I think like a couple of days before I was actually doing it. And he, he called me and he was like, I wish you would have told me, but like my brother was home and I didn't want, you know, my mom or him or someone else to come and help me and like miss out on my brother being home. And I was like, dad, it's no big deal. And he was, he's so funny. He was like, yeah, everyone wants to be married to a professional athlete and they don't see this crap that happens behind <laughs> closed doors and all this stuff. But, He's but you know, wrong. it is, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, for sure. But, but it all worked out and it'll work out one way or the other. And, um, Matt's doing everything's going according to plan now. So just kind of in the waiting game. Meanwhile, while Jessica's living this crazy life, <laughs> moving up and down and all over the place, which is crazy. Well, we haven't, like I said, it's been a couple weeks since we've done this, and part of that is also my fault, because we have scheduled this multiple times on weekday mornings and everything, and I have had to go into work early, just, that's, that's TV reporting, You're, you think you have a plan, and they're like, oh crap, there's this event going on, for example, we had the Volvo Car Open, which is a women's tennis tournament here in Charleston every year, and that was the busiest week I've had so far here, and it wasn't even like difficult it was just every you know tennis tournament started like 10 a.m so we've been going and doing that which was really cool I've never covered a professional tennis tournament before yeah that's what I was gonna ask you how was it was actually it was really fun I liked it it was I mean tennis is not you know it's not my sport I don't I never played or anything but when like it's the best of the best well some of the best of the best playing in the tournament I'm like I can really get into this it was fun it was pretty weather so that made it nice too and we got free food so being media has a perk. <laughs> oh, you want you want me to go cover something and there's going is there going to be food there? Yes. Okay, exactly. sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> exactly. They're like here's free breakfast, we have dinner, we have lunch. We have like all of the drinks. Like it's so it was nice. It was nice. But no, it was fun. It was a couple weeks ago now and now we're in at least here in South Carolina, we're into the Baseball playoffs started yesterday. Lacrosse. I've never covered lacrosse. I oh, saw my man. first lacrosse game yesterday. I what? And that was interesting. I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like shooting soccer. But I just, I've never watched lacrosse. So I was like, huh, here we go. It was kind of funny calling highlights because I was very uncertain about what I was talking about. So yeah, I did someone... Did someone, like, try to help you on, like, what the right, like, the terminology and things like that? Or you just kind yeah, of went with I it? Kinda, I watched a couple of, like, highlights to kind of get an idea. And I tried to listen to the coaches when I was there. But, man, yeah. if it's just, like, when you're talking about a sport that you've never seen, played, anything, I'm listening to them and it's, like, another language. I was, like, I was talking to one of the other sports reporters, guys next to me, and I'm, like, what are they saying? He's, like, I don't know. I don't know lacrosse either. <laughs> I'm, like, this is foreign. But it was really cool to watch. It was super fast paced. But no, on TV, I just kind of, I kept it pretty generic so that I wasn't trying to sound like I, like, no lacrosse or whatever. Like, I'll just keep it pretty generic, sound excited, get the kids' names right, and tell who won. Move on. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably the get best better. way. Yeah, that, and that's <laughs> probably the best way to handle it. <laughs> yeah, until you, like, learn the sport. I'm like, okay. But it's almost, it's almost state time for everything, so pretty busy here in the low country yeah and there's only two of you right and so that right. makes it kind of oh, crazy yeah. for people that don't know what what that's like yeah it has been busy like yes we had we had 
seven games yesterday we like wanted to get to. Obviously, we couldn't get to all of them because they're all at the same time and everything. You have to drive everywhere. So we just got, I think we got to five, four or five games. So I thought we were pretty efficient. But yeah, it's hard with two people <laughs> trying to cover all that space and all those teams. So I thought it would be kind of interesting because, um, you know, back if you've listened, if you listened to our intro episode and we were just kind of talking about what we see in this podcast and things we want to talk about. And one of the big things is, is just sharing our stories and sharing the good, the bad and the ugly and all of it. Obviously, like being girls, we face different challenges in this industry than some do. And so just being able to share those stories. So I thought this would be a good episode to just kind of share those. So I thought we would kind of walk through are some of our favorite stories from being on the sidelines. And obviously both of us are rookies still or cub. Oh, I'll never forget when I started at the newspapers and a competitor called me a cub reporter, which was true, but I don't know why that made me so angry. I I did not like that at all, but like, it is true. It is true. Like whether we like it or not, it it is true. Um, And so like, obviously we don't know it all. And hopefully I know we're going to have like, you know make more stories and more memories throughout this all but it's still kind of fun to just kind of talk about those things now so talking about like our favorite stories from the sidelines or work that we've done and then just sharing a story or two where we felt it you know we felt when we walked into a room or walked into a place I have something to prove or a time where we got called out for it or and my story a kind of like at first, I didn't realize it was happening until afterwards, and I'll, I'll get to that. Um, so, I guess I'll kind of go first with just my favorite ones. And I have a few, and obviously I don't want to ramble on, but there are like, there are three in particular that I think really stand out in my mind. And I think also, too, early on in, our, in your career, I think you kind of have, the ones that stick out to you the most are the ones where you learn something or was kind of like an aha moment like oh I can do this or oh like I've grown so much if that makes sense um so I think um those for me or my three kind of go hand in hand with that so the first one that I really think about um besides like just getting my first I randomly did when I was a freshman in Nashville randomly met this guy that ran um it was called Play on Sports then. It's called something different now. But he needed a producer. So they would stream a game of the week in Nashville. And he just needed someone to produce. And I say produce, obviously, like, I wasn't a true producer. But I <laughs> had to learn it all. But basically just someone to get to the game, set up the equipment, and then just um, update the scores, like, on the screen. I would grab coaches before games, coaches after games, and students for our actual, like, play-by-play and color guys to like interview and so besides being thrown into that and just learning all of that um the next thing is when I and I've mentioned before that I interned with the Nashville Predators for two seasons and going in I knew absolutely nothing about hockey and I was really nervous about it but I'll never forget when I was able to in um post-game all the interns would go, we would either go to the coaches press conference into the Predators locker room or to the away team's locker room and just get quotes and then transcribe those quotes and hand them out to the media members just in case they couldn't make it to all of their 
players that they wanted to get for their stories post-game. And so I'll never forget when I felt comfortable finally to ask my own question. And we weren't even really required or even encouraged to ask questions just because it was so more just to kind of get quotes and be gone be done with it but um I really wanted to get to the point where I felt comfortable asking just a couple of questions in the locker room so I'll never forget it was my second season and I can't even remember exactly what my question was it was something about a power play which is probably so generic to a guy or girl that covers hockey on the rig because you know that's Mm. like not a generic question, but just something that's a big point in hockey now. Mm-hmm. But like I said, going in, I had no idea what a power, a power play was. So the fact that I could piece together a question around a power play goal was a big deal. So I'll never forget that. And it actually wasn't even in the Preds locker room, which is funny because that's where I felt the most comfortable. Obviously, I was around those media members all the time, um, was comfortable around a couple of the players that I got to be around and do stuff for like the Preds program and things like that. But it was actually in the away locker room. And looking back, I think it was because most of the away teams didn't have a ton of media where in Nashville, especially that second season, because the second season I was there was when like the season before they really started going deep in the playoffs, they made the playoffs, but got put out in the first round um the second season I was there and so like a lot of media started kind of covering the Preds and there was just a ton of them there and so I think in the away locker room there just wasn't as many so I felt like it was kind of easier for me to ask the question and the guy that I asked it to I couldn't even tell you his name now (laughs) and um or like but he did give a really good answer and a couple of the media people actually use like the quote that was for my question so I thought that was pretty cool And then um, another one was when I was at the newspapers. And obviously now with newspapers, there is a lot of online or they try to incorporate a lot of online things. Um, And when I got to the papers, there was none of that. I mean, the papers had a Facebook page and things like that. But as far as especially with sports coverage, there was no... There was no live coverage. And, you know, I'm, I'm used to, like, using Twitter. You know, when you and I um, worked with Chad Withrow with the mm-hmm. Tennessee high school football coverage, you know, that's literally what we did all night on Friday yeah. nights was live tweeted from from their Twitter page. And that Twitter page had thousands of followers. And, you know, people were always messaging their scores while they were at the games. And so I'm that's what I was so used to. And especially with – our papers came out on Wednesday. F- football games are on Fridays. Like, by the time the Wednesday paper comes out, everyone knows what the score is, and they're already looking ahead to that next Friday's game. And so that was a big thing for me. I wanted to try to incorporate more actual live coverage through football. So I started doing this thing. I called it the Playbook Live. Most of the time, it did, It was never live because I could never get a good enough connection to, like, do it live. But I would do um, – so I covered two – I covered two schools. And so every week I would do the Playbook Live with two coaches. And um, if you have me on Facebook or anything when I was there – it was usually a mess. It wasn't very, not that it wasn't professional. It wasn't very serious. It started out serious, but then both teams I covered, I think were combined like one in 22 or something. Like there was only one. And the, and the game that was one was like the, the game between them. <laughs> and so there, I mean, what do you do when you're in high school and you're covering a teams that aren't very good? <laughs> you know, yeah. you kind of have to make it fun. And so that's what I 
kind of tried to incorporate and the coaches were both great at just kind of going along with the nonsense but my favorite one so the two schools that I covered when they played each other it was called the Battle of the Bay and so it used to be a huge rivalry rivalry when they were in the same district and then one year I covered it they weren't in the same district and then the second year when I started the playbook they were in the same district so it was kind of a bigger game and so I asked them both if I could interview them both like at the same time and um that was a lot of fun they were both great and I actually had them play paper rock scissors to determine to like see into the future of who was going to win the game and the coach that actually won paper rock scissors that was the team that actually did end up winning so <sighs> I say that that's what you have to do if you're not sure just get get the coaches to play paper rock scissors and that will show <laughs> who um yeah who's gonna win the game but but no yeah that was a lot a lot of fun and then um kind of the last thing was I covered a game here and I remember calling you Brienne and kind of like freaking out when when we, when we moved to Arizona, I sent some of my stuff out to several, you know, like outlets here and just kind of like, hey, I'm going to be in the area. If you need any help um, covering anything, just let me know. And I hadn't heard back. And honestly, I'd kind of forgotten about it. And then when it kind of hit me, I just sent out some like next emails and like, hey, just wanted to make sure you got that previous email, just like a follow up. And within like 30 minutes, I got a response from this guy and he was like hey no I didn't get your first your first email but can you send me your resume and the stuff that you sent oh and by the way can you go and cover um, a football game tonight and I was like what like are you and I mean at first I was gonna say no because I was like I don't know these teams like I don't know anything <laughs> like how does he expect me to go and cover but anyway so I ended up saying yes and when I start to look into it it's the semifinal game and it's like 6A and so it's like a huge game between these two schools like either one of these schools they always are in the championship game so now they meet winner goes to the state championship game and that's when I really started freaking out like oh my goodness like this is a huge game like what have I gotten myself into so googled the coaches to see what they looked like googled some like <laughs> stats to see who the best players were who to kind of look out for and it actually weren't went well and I talked to the coaches after the game and did all of that stuff and it was pretty normal from like the game coverage standpoint on what I'm used to and then wrote the story and the guy that was the sports editor emailed me and he was like we're running this on the front page and it was like this was the best freelance story that I've ever gotten you know that I didn't have to change basically completely and I just kind of laughed and was like well thank you. I'm not saying that to like toot my own horn, but it's just so crazy that I almost said no. And then now that's like ended up being a huge thing and kind of showing me don't say no. And just because you haven't been following along with the team and especially in high school too, I feel like it's different. I don't feel like you could never walk into like a college setting and do something like that. But definitely in high school, it's not that huge of a deal. So those are like three for me that kind of stand out in my mind. Going off what you said about how, you know, don't say no in this business or anything like that. Um, and I wasn't even going to talk about it until you said it. It sparked my memory. Um, you know, right out of college, I did not have a job, was looking, was looking, was looking. And finally, I guess a couple months after college, I had emailed, like, all of the all of the universities in the Atlantic Sun Conference. And I was like, hey, 
I'm a journalism major. I know about Ace and Teams. Can I please do anything for you? Everybody responded and said no, except one school, and it was Stetson University, and they said, hey, we are starting up ESPN3 broadcast. Will you do volleyball play-by-play? -play? And I was like, I know nothing about volleyball play-by-play. Absolutely, I will do that for you. <laughs> so I did that. So I was just—I think that's funny because it's so true. Like just, and I loved it. I mean, I enjoyed doing it. I didn't really know anything, but I, you know, got—I learned about the sport pretty quick. And and same thing with hockey. I read hockey for dummies so I could learn hockey. So yeah. you just you just learn it, say yes, and do it. But no, I, my I guess so. Going real quick on some of my real quick off the top of my head favorite stories since I've been in the like TV sports reporting, TV sports anchoring has been when any time, mine are a little different than yours because when you say, Brian, what's your favorite story? Mine immediately go to any time I got to like either build a relationship with like the coaches, the players, and like be invested in a team or a story. Because in Abilene, where I was before, you're very much like in, like with the team. They know you, you're around them all the time because it's a very small community. And my favorite time of all was last year. Um, and it's only my favorite because I got to play ball. And I got to – there we had a team, Wiley High School. They are back-to-back -back state for a Texas State baseball champions. Um, and they won state again last year. And so I was covering them heading into state. And I was there on, like, Memorial Day. So they were out of school and everything. And they're like, hey, do you want to do you want to take BP with us? And I was like, yep, I would love to take BP. Please let me do that. So I get up there to hit, and the kids are funny. They're like – they're like, here, you can use this bat. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. And it's just, you know, it's just like soft toss from coach. And I, like, whiffed the first one because I haven't played, you know, over two years. And then I start hitting it, and the kids were so funny. They were like, whoa, she can actually hit. And I was like, hurts a little, but thank you also. <laughs> no, but it was funny. And then, like, in, when I did the story, I included that, and it made people who watched, they liked it a lot more. because Yeah, they like it because you're like, oh, you're – you're in this, like, you can, and, and so often, and I don't know, I don't know about so often, but a lot of people have told me, they're like, oh, we can tell, like, you're not, like, you, you love, like, you played sports, you're an athlete, we like that you're a girl sports reporter who played sports, I've had, not like, it's not like all the time people say that, and I know that's not like the only way to be a sports reporter, but people have said that to me, and I'm like, oh, thank you, that's nice, I am first and foremost an athlete, <laughs> <laughs> because I miss that so much. But, yeah, no, stuff like that. I love that. And But then also, like, going to – covering the F Texas Football State Championship, the one and only time I got to do it, was just kind of surreal for me. You know, it's at Jerry World. It's AT&T Stadium. And my uh, other sports reporter, Mary Margaret, she she was with me. And she's, been to, she's from Dallas. She had been there a ton. So we get in, and she's like, oh, it's so cool to be on the field at Jerry World. And I walk in, and I'm like, I've never even – been to Jerry World and it's like yeah. I'm like in all like staying in the field there's a big you know the big screen in the middle it was just unreal and getting to cover teams that are our schools like I know them I've covered them all year I'm I know the coaches we're like friends and everything and getting to be on the field and and shoot those highlights and then and I think I really enjoyed the the quick turnaround that is football season because you're, you go to games you are shooting all the highlights at halftime you are editing as fast as you can to send back to your station uh, back wherever you are in Abilene in this case, and then going back and vetting the rest of it. And then I think learning experience-wise, asking questions, both of our teams, so we had two teams in the state championship, both of them lost. I was so sad because I was so invested in these teams. 
So asking questions to, and they're just high schoolers, so they're not like intimidating to talk to, but asking questions after you lose state, because I've lost state. I've been on teams that have lost state, that have lost conference. And I'm like, I don't want to talk then. So having to make myself ask them questions when they've just lost, you know, the game, that was tough. But I liked it because I learned, you know, well, you know, you have to, you got to ask questions even when it's hard. And that gave me a lot of confidence. But, and then state baseball, we had a team on the opposite end, Wiley. I was there when they won state and that I felt like I was on the team. Like I wasn't, I was not even a part of the win, but I was so excited to like, I was on the field. They won. We're interviewing the kids. They're like dumping Gatorade. They're getting their medals. And I'm like, you won state. I'm like more excited than the kids. And no, I just, I think it's funny to, so I think some of my best favorite stories come from like relationships that I've gotten to build and being really invested in everything like that. And, um, there was another one I had that I was thinking of, but like, I've learned a lot, but when you say best story, I'm like, when did I have the most fun? When was I happy with the story I was telling and that kind of thing? And, um, but yeah, so that's really, mine are pretty quick. We've had a couple funny ones where me and Mary Margaret, my co, others, my, on the weekend were co-anchors pretty much and, and Abilene, we work together. We just have a lot of funny stories since working with all of these little schools and they know you and everything. So yeah, I just think to me, the most fun part of this job, cause it can get pretty frustrating and grueling and is when you can make relationships and you just have fun with it. And you're just out there playing sports. They're playing sports. You're not anymore, but you're just telling their stories and everybody's happy. I like that. And I have gotten confused when this, I feel like this is kind of segues into the other thing we're going to talk about today. Another funny story I was covering, it was a, just a playoff football game last fall. And so Mary Margaret is, she, so I'm blonde, she's blonde, we're two just blonde sports reporter girls at the same TV station in Abilene, we were. And I went to the school Comanche. Comanche's kind of far out from Abilene, it's like an hour 40 minutes away. And I went and did a story on them, making, they like, it was like a historic playoff run, so I went and did a story on them, it's really cool. Um, then they, they had a playoff game in Abilene, and I'm, I had to do a live shot. You do live shots every Friday. And I was going live, previewing the game, and a mom, a Comanche mom, walks by, and she was like, hey, are you Mary Margaret or are you the other one? And I was like, oh, man. And I just smiled, and I was like, I'm the other one. I'm Brianne. And it was funny because I was, first of all, the only reporter that had gone out to Comanche and had been there longer. And I was like, my, like, pride got hurt just a little bit. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, I would, but I would agree totally with the relationship thing because with, when I was talking about the playbook, like both of those coaches were just great. And when, like for Halloween, I asked them to wear masks, like right when we went on, like right when we did the interview. So like just things like that, they have to trust you in a certain way to be able to do those things. And especially to in my case, when they weren't winning a lot of games and one of the coaches, it was his first year. And so obviously like a big deal for him and they didn't win a game all season. And so having to ask questions and have those conversations and, and not trying to be so negative because they are in high school. And it, that's, that was so hard for me to kind of take it. And cause both of us, we're both super competitive when 
I played in high school, like, I didn't want anyone to be like, oh, it's just, you're just in high school. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Because, like, then it is a huge deal. And obviously, to the coaches, that's their career. That's their life. They're, it is a huge deal. But you still have to tone it down and realize they are high school. <laughs> we had a, I mean, I've encountered reporters who do that, where they ask, like, border, it's, like, almost kind of mean questions. Because it's like, it's question, they're not mean if you're like a pro or something like that. But like you said, it's high school and you kind of have to, you have to know, read the room, know your audience. They're just yeah. high school kids. Well, and a lot too, like the schools I covered or small, small towns where, you know, like where I grew up, where pretty much you play because there's, I mean, I played because I loved it obviously and wanted to play. But, you know, there were some girls and guys and like Matt. Matt was a four-sport athlete. Like, come on. That doesn't happen. But when you have – when you're at a tiny school, you play everything. And so especially the schools I was covering, there were some kids that were playing just because they felt like they were supposed to or grew up with all of these guys and they played together. And so realizing what you had to ask – because obviously I couldn't go in there and be like, hey, Coach Hamrick, you guys are 0-8. Why? Like, what's going on? You can't – you have, can't – can't approach it that way so but yeah for sure they have to trust you because they never told me no they never said hey Jessica I'm not feeling it this week you know and they didn't have to do that I was the newspaper reporter it wasn't like they were getting this crazy coverage but the fans loved it the fans love to see those conversations and especially when I brought some of the players on you know they loved it and they weren't winning. Yeah. So it's just that part. I totally agree that being able to see that you can form those relationships and that trust. And then, okay. So the next thing kind of going in, you kind of brought up, that's funny about the, I know. Or the other one is like, ah, oh, uh, the yeah, other. That would make me, um, <laughs> Uh, I could just smile and <laughs> smile and tell her who I was. <laughs> should, um, wear a name tag. I know. <laughs> like, um, but so for me, there's really only one. And I think you and I have talked about this, um, about how, like, for me at least, I think I'm getting over it now, but especially in my first job and all my internships I did in college, I feel like I was just young and naive and there were probably things that happened that I didn't realize I was getting picked on because I was a girl or something like crazy like that. You know, I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't pick up on it. And also too, I feel like we're coming up in a time where it's not out of the norm to see girls doing this. At least I feel like that. And I know that some guys are still taken aback by it or think that we're only doing it because we want to be on TV or something crazy like that. And so, so I feel like I don't feel that pressure as much. And again, it's probably because we're on a smaller stage too. But there was one time for me, the second football season I covered, so it would have been, let's see, 2016 football season. And so I covered Aransas Pass football, and I it was towards the end of the season because Matt was there, so it was the off season, and 
Matt came onto the field. I gave him my camera and acted like he was my camera guy, but he wasn't. We had another guy taking pictures. <laughs> but anyway, so it was me, Matt, the other guy that was actually taking pictures for us. And then this other photographer, I think he was out of Corpus Christi. I think he took pictures for the Corpus Christi paper. Um, but we had kind of been hanging out all football season. And so we were standing on the sideline. And you know how if you're a player, coach, even like the trainers, anything affiliated with the team itself, there's like you can't boundaries basically you can't go over midfield basically so I was we were standing on you know like the 10 yard line and it was a timeout we had it was like the third quarter we had been standing there the whole game and this ref comes over and all I can think in my mind because he's telling us specifically looking at me and was like you need to get back get back and I was like I'm media. I've been standing here the whole game. And he just kind of looked at me. And all I'm thinking, honestly, is please don't ask Matt to see his press pass because he doesn't have one. <laughs> but I knew the principal. He knew Matt. It was fine. I knew Coach Nossman. I knew he didn't care. You know, again, we were like four of maybe eight media that were even on the sideline for both teams and so he just kept staring at me and kept like telling me to get back and I was like I'm media and he looked at me and he was like let me see your press pass and so first I'm like oh so first I'm like oh no problem this is the first time press pass so I thought it was kind of cool so I pulled it out handed it to him and he looked at it I'm not even kidding you for 20 seconds and I was just kind of standing there and I had like a t-shirt or our polos on that had our newspaper you know names on it and he he gave it back to me I put it back in my wallet and he just kept standing there and he was like I need to really see if you're media. And I said to him, cause then I was getting irritated, like had an attitude. And I was like, you can go ask coach Nossman. You can go ask the principal. Both of them know, know me by name. I've been here home and away games every Friday. And he just kind of looked at me and then walked off and didn't give me anything else. And I didn't really get mad until our photographer was like, Jessica, you know he was doing that because you're a girl. And of course, like, Matt was joking. No, he just thought you were pretty and was trying. And I was like, no, because his whole demeanor was very, you know, like, I'm the head referee. And I, and, but then when Jason, our photographer was like, he was doing that because it, you were a girl. And then I was thinking, yeah, because why didn't he ask y'all for your, to see your press passes? Um, which I mean, they're older granted and, but still, and that still makes me so mad. And I wish if I could go back, which I'm glad I told him like, Hey, I know coach Nossman, the principal, they can tell you my name and tell me that I'm fine, you know, but I wish I would have just 
been not but again all I was thinking was like please don't ask Matt because he doesn't have one um but that's really the only thing going back and I told coach Nossman about it after a game just kind of like joking joking around with him and he was like that ref always like has to be a bully kind of you know there's coach Nossman's like I've heard several stories of him trying to show his chest a little bit and just kind of always making a scene but it's still I don't so I don't even know if it was because I was, I was a, a girl or well what's what's frustrating is like at times like it may it could have been because you were a girl because it could have been because you looked young could have been whatever but in our heads that's that like that's the perception it's like yeah. oh but is it because I'm a girl because I don't know well yeah but I had a tripod like my phone was on it I was recording like had a backpack with all my other stuff you know it wasn't like I was just standing there doing nothing right and then especially after I handed in my press pass there was no reason nah, I'd have been to keep questioning it I'd yeah. not have been happy with that <laughs> yeah so other than that besides the whole like trying to prove myself I guess in any situation or like any sports related thing that you walk into and I think I've gotten better about not not necessarily trying hard but just like at work when I was meeting you know these people for the first time and just casually talking with some people about because there was a guy that I worked with that liked LeBron and just like having those kind of connections and he was like oh you really do like sports and you really do know what you're talking about and I was like, yeah, and I wasn't even trying to, like, show you that I know. And so I think I've gotten better with not trying, like, just being able to talk to you and have those conversations. And that's where you know that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think uh, for me, just kind of on that note at first, like, as far as, like, feeling like you have to prove yourself, I feel that way a lot, especially coming into a new job, but that's, I don't think, I think it's partly because I'm, a, well, here I think it's partly because I'm a girl, because I'm the only girl sports reporter in town, and I'm the only girl sports reporter that's been around for a while here in Charleston, mm -hmm. so that's just, it's just kind of different, and you feel like, you know, they all have, like, their friends, and they're all kind of close, and so you have to kind of, like, force your way in, but I don't, I think that's just work in general. I think for me, as far as proving myself, I often, and I've even, like, heard stories, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, girls who were here before, they didn't work hard, they just wanted to be on TV, and I'm like, so I feel like I'm having to prove myself, because I've never been yes. called not a hard worker, so yeah. when people are, but I come in as the first girl, so they already have this assumption, oh, well, the last girl was like this, so you must also be like this, and they may not have that assumption, but again, that's, like, in my head, because they've said it to me, so I'm like, well, I'm like, I'll bust, I bust my butt. Like, I've been working, I work really hard. Yeah, I'm still new in this job. But, you know, it's just kind of like, I do, I feel like you always have to prove yourself. And I feel like sometimes, and I could be totally wrong, and it's just my experience. And just, like, sometimes girls may have to prove themselves a little more. But not maybe more, more may not even be the right answer. It's just different. Yeah, and, different. And Abilene, I never, I actually never really felt that way um, when I came in. Like, maybe, I really didn't. I, I never really felt like, oh, I'm... A girl stuff to prove myself maybe like at the beginning but it wasn't a lot the coaches everybody was all pretty welcoming and then once they 
honestly, for me, it's kind of funny. Anytime they find out, oh, wait, you played Division One softball, it's, it's almost like a pass. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, she does sports. <laughs> like, it's, which I will use that card anytime I need it. But I never really felt it. There was, there was maybe one time where, you know, I had been in Abilene for, it was at the end of my contract, so I was almost two years in, and there was a reporter, and I went, to, I did these certain, like, interviews with one college every single week, and, um, like, he comes in, and he kind of pushes my stuff out of the way, and interrupts me in the middle of a question, and I was fuming. <laughs> I was yeah. like, whoa, no, 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 that is not how this is going to work. And, um, but what was kind of embarrassing about it was that there was a, another, one of the other reporters was there and we were friends and he, you know, he didn't, he didn't get interrupted. Nothing happened with him. And afterwards he was like, man, that was, I can't believe he did that to you. And I'm like, what's more embarrassing is that everybody noticed it. And I'm like, and it's not even embarrassing is the wrong word. I was, I was pissed. <laughs> I was not happy. And not because I like, not because, and even if he had just interrupted, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. You're new. Not a big deal. It was because it was just me. So I felt a little singled out. <laughs> yeah. like, but I really haven't had like, there's really, I haven't been like torn down or anything because I'm a girl or anything like that. But I have gotten comments of, oh, it's nice to see us like a sports reporter who knows what she's talking about, who's sports, like who knows sports. And I wanted, and then I kind of get on the defense. I want to support all the other girls. I'm like, you don't have to play sports to know sports and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's still, I, like I said, like kind of like you said, I don't have like, I haven't been like personally victimized or whatever, but there's, you still feel that pressure and it's, 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 it's different. It's a different world. And yeah, it's not nearly as much as it, I imagine it was in the past with girls sports reporters. I am glad that we're here when we are yeah. thankful for uh, that and everybody who came before us, but it's still there. Like you can't really deny it, but it's not like. It's not like it was, I don't think. So, I don't know. I probably was super vague in everything I just said. But that's what I have. No, yeah. And I I think I have mentioned this to you before. Samantha Ponder did, which we both love her, but she did an Instagram Live. It's been probably a couple of months ago now. But it's just kind of, you know, answering questions and any any and every, talking about any and every everything. And she said something that I will never forget. She was saying, of course, she gets questions all the time about how to get in the sports reporting industry and all of that. And she said the number one thing that she says to girls especially is figure out why you want to do it. If you want to do it because you want to be famous and you want to be on TV you need to find something else because you won't make it. If you want to do it because you love ball, and that's exactly what she said, then you're going to be fine. Because if you're in it for the wrong reasons, you're going to get out of it. And because it's not, you're not going to last. And she did say that in her experience, or no, she didn't, Sam didn't say it. But another girl, the Dodgers reporter that I talked to, and she told me that she has seen those girls that you were talking about that are in sports, that don't really know it, that just want to be on TV, and she's seen them not make it. They might get that entry level or a small market, 
but they're not going to keep making the steps because they're going to get weeded out because there are plenty of girls that do know what they're talking about and want to put in the work and just love ball and love telling the stories. And so both of those things were kind of refreshing to me. Um, and I know, and I told you that you were like, yeah, but they're still taking those jobs. And that is so true. And that still makes me mad when I think about it. But what can you do? You know, all we can ask for, I think, is just to know that they eventually are weeded out <laughs> or don't really, I don't know, not get the jobs that don't make a difference, but kind of. I don't know. That was just kind of off. But when you said that, it made me think of those two things. All right. That was a lot. That was, <laughs> like, a lot. that was a lot of like loaded putting our hearts I kind of I out there. <laughs> Did we just have like a therapy session yeah. or something? So if you guys are still listening, thank you. You're you're the real troopers. Thank for you. listening to all of this. Yeah. Um, and sorry if there's a little weird audio issues. I'll try my best to. It's my to fault if there it. is. No, Jessica okay. does all the hard work. I messed up the audio this time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but as always, guys, let us know if you what you want us to talk about, what you want to hear. We want to give the people... Give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can find me on the socials at Jessica, with one S, underscore Beatty. Um, and the blog is dreams the letter n seams.com and you can find me at bwelch15 not because i graduated anything in 15 but because it's my numbers in college I won't and let i go. can't let it go and i can't let it go <laughs> and with that